All right, so today, so we will bring you two stories. First one is really the drama on Twitter, okay? This is literally a reality show, just unbelievable. And so far, actually, I realized that our reporting, my reporting has been, you know, faster than like Fox News. But today we'll bring you the most recent scoop. All right, so in the feature story, we're going to bring you to California again, where Wayne and Kathy are. But uh, in the upcoming election, which is the first time for California primary election on June 7th, and uh, one of the statewide office in California might change hands from the Democrats to Republican for in 50 years. And why is that? Yeah, so as you can notice that uh, our background has been changed. You don't see San Francisco high rise, you know, behind us. And, uh, this and no is, flag either. Yeah, this is actually a, a, a Chinese cultural show of our, you know, YouTuber friend who was doing that. And, you know, the show here is a very popular show and loved by Chinese Americans and also Chinese in China. So, you know, we're traveling, Kathy and we are traveling. So we are here borrowing his studio and I'm doing this for you. So you got a little special favor, of, uh, I mean, flavor of uh, this kind of background, right? But, <laughs> right? You know, we can find China, so it's still it's still valid. Hope you feel so too. All right, let's, let's just move into right into today's topic. First, I, I don't know, you know, with the with the what is happening today, okay, on Twitter, okay, related to Elon Musk. And uh, are you following it? If you do, can you just type on, type on there, type in the, in the top chat? So that we know that whether you know whether you're following us, just literally, literally, it's a, it's a real-time reality show, truly amazing. Okay, uh, let me just uh, okay just bring you the, the the most recent scoop. If you follow the Twitter or the news yesterday, uh, a Business Insider, okay, publishing published an investigative report. All right, and uh, which is done by a guy called uh, Rich uh, McHugh. Who was supposed to be a, a media award winner and a five-time uh, Amy Award winner? Okay, so he was an investigative reporting a reporter, and then the, the report has about like two thousand two thousand um, um, characters, and uh, it's about uh, two thousand. I'm sorry, two thousand words. Okay, it's about uh, a SpaceX company jet's flight attendant. Okay, a girl. In the year back in the year of 2016, and she was when she was massaging Elon Musk, and Elon Musk exposed her himself and uh, make uh, undeserved demand, and then she turned him down, and later she was mistreated and uh, by the by SpaceX, and then she has to quit, and then she found an attorney, and then the attorney just filed some complaint with the SpaceX, and then she sit down with the representative from the SpaceX plus. And Elon Musk himself, so they settled the case, and uh, SpaceX paid her two hundred fifty thousand dollars. All right, to just settle this, and then later she told this to her friend, and her friend wrote a declaration along with a bunch of emails and uh, so-called document, some document, and then somehow business business insider obtained all those information. So based upon that. Mr. Rich um, McHugh and wrote that report, which was really a break, you know, you know, um, uh, breaking news piece, and then which is go viral actually at this time. Okay, so all sounds what plausible, and uh, so let let me tell you that what is behind. Since actually, both Kathy and Wei, we are investigative reporters ourselves. 
Okay, when we see an investigative reporting report, we're always very interesting. And our angle of reading the news is different from other people. Normal people, they read the story, they got, they got a scoop, they say, okay, I got it. And for us, you know, because investigative reporting is always the most difficult job. It's like the you know jewel on the you know on, on the crown of the journalism, so we always go in and check it. You know where does the, they get the news? Where's the source? How how valid is the source? Where's the supporting you know um, evidence? And what's the how valid is the supporting evidence? And what's the detail? Detail shows that the confidence of the reporter. Okay, mm -hmm. details important. Yeah. All right. So from that angle, let me just share you what I found. The flight attendant. Her name is not revealed. Her friend, her name is not revealed. The attorney that she found to file a complaint with the SpaceX, her name, uh, his name or her name and the firm is not revealed. Wow. All right, okay. So there's the, 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 the accompanying uh, emails, document, and none of them was re revealed, but in the report. Now finally, you got the settlement document, right? Which is very important, $250,000 signed by both sides. And because they said, the reporter said, because of the SpaceX demand that uh, they don't review this to third party, so that was not reviewed. Hmm. So literally, and then the time, the, the, in terms of the detail, this thing happened in late 2016, and then in the 2018, and the settlement was done. There's no clear um, you know, month and a date uh, and a place. So that, that, that basically, that, that just, just no detail. So generally speaking, if someone, if my investigative reporter came to me with a reporter like this, I'm gonna say, hey buddy, you really got nothing here. Go back, get more evidence and then come back again. This is how a general editor would treat and a reporter like uh, Rich McHugh. Um, and then what the, what the reporter will be, you know, what's the result of that reporting? Apparently, general editor or whoever his boss does not you know, treat the reporter the way that a way would treat you know, that ass. So the, the report got published. So there's no source. There's no supporting source. There's no document and there's no detail. So basically it's just a, a vague story. Yeah, like Patrick uh, uh, in our audience saying a story from a friend, it's a hearsay. <laughs> Yeah, so this this Amy Award winner, um, I really want you guys to, to remember his name, Rich McHugh, and I wish you remember this name. And uh, because to publish something like this, you gotta have some, because the only validity, the only validity would be the name of the reporter, right? Mm -hmm. He would carry it on, since I did this, you trust me, so you trust the story, because there's nothing else in the report that is, that is trustworthy, to be objectively speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm not overstating anything here, okay? From an investigative reporter myself, there's nothing concrete there to support the claim or to support the conclusion, to support support the storyline, except the name of this guy. And uh, so, uh, what was your conclusion? If if you don't believe the story, then you cannot believe this guy either. This guy, I would say, lose his name from now on. Okay, but the, after the report came out, Elon Musk was really mad, okay? And this is what he posted today, what he tweeted today. He said, clearly, it was clear their only goal was a headpiece to interfere with the Twitter acquisition. The story was written before they even talked to me. Okay, you got that? So the, it means the reporter never talked to him? Right, no, the reporter talked to him, talk but, to but him. he said before they talked to me, the story was already, already done. Published. It's okay. already done, mm -hmm. it's already done, okay? 
And then, um, so then Elon Musk tweeted this today, okay? He said, uh, Tesla is building a hardcore litigation department where we directly initiate and execute lawsuits, okay? He said, the team will report directly to me. He went on and tweeted the following, please send three to five bullet points describing evidence of exceptional ability. Is asking for evidence, mm -hmm. and the collection email is called justice at tesla.com. All right, he also asked everybody to do this favor for him. He said, uh, um, if there's ever a scandal against me, please, please call it Elongate. Elongate, okay. He said, we gotta use Elongate as a scandal name, okay? It's kind of perfect. I don't know what's the intention, okay, insisting on the Elon gate, but it has to remind us about the Russian gate, right, which mm -hmm. is completely a, you know, a fake thing. And I, I guess that's he followed the line of that, and the one on the Elon gate will receive the same result. He went on and tweeted the following, okay, hear me out. He said, my commitment, colon, we will never seek victory in the just case against us, even if we will probably win, okay? Mm -hmm. And he went on, he said, we will never surrender or settle an unjust case against us, even if we'll probably lose. Okay, pretty strong, right? And uh, he then said, well, I'm looking for hardcore street fighters, not white shoe lawyers like Perkins or Cooley who strive on corruption. Elon Musk said, there will be blood. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's on the game, huh? Yeah, it's really on the game. And then Kevin McCarthy, right, the minority leader in the, in the House of Representatives, actually today tweeted the following. He said, uh, now we're changing topic, but it still has to do with Elon's tweet. He said, Christopher Steele, if you remember, Christopher Steele created the dossier, dossier and Glenn Simpson sold it to the press. Michael Sussman, Michael, Michael Sussman took it to the FBI. Mind you, Michael Sussman is in court, being charged this week, right. going through trial. And uh, Kevin McCarthy said, and the Democrats and the media lied to you about it all. Okay, so Elon Musk saw that tweet and replied. He said, all true. He went out and said, but most people still don't know a Clinton campaign lawyer using campaign funds created elaborate hoax against Trump and Russia and make you wonder what else fake. And uh, someone, then some, some okay, follower of the Elon Musk wrote here, he said, Elon out, of, out for blood now, love to see it. You know how Elon replied? Yeah. I'm indeed out for blood. Wow. Ha ha ha. So kind of interesting, right? And then, uh, <clears throat> okay, and then Elon Musk went on, he said, uh, uh, suspect himself admitted that billing Clinton campaign to pay for him to present Russian Russia hoax to FBI. And this is not even questioned by the defense. You know, went on and said, by the way, I donated to and voted for Hillary. So I'm doubly pissed off about those funds being used for lying. Okay, he's talking about a story in the second quarter of the 2015, okay? Mm -hmm. When Hillary Clinton came to California, Elon Musk along with the, you know, the other California executive uh, CEOs, went out, talked to the press, and persuade people to donate money to Hillary Clinton. In that single quarter, Hillary got $8.1 million from California. Yeah, well, California is <clears> always <throat> like the fundraising hot place for yeah. 
both Democrats and the Republicans. So Elon Musk was very mad. He says they feel he I'm pissed off. I donate her money and she used the fund. He she used the fund is to you know to to to, to lie, and uh, so. Okay, so somebody some somebody tweet this online saying that I guarantee that Elon Musk tweeting about the Sussman is the first time that the vast majority of people on Twitter have ever heard of him, right? And probably John Durham as well. So Twitter has been suppressing tweets about this trial all week. And uh, Elon Musk replied, mm -hmm. I only heard about it last month and it was blown away. <laughs> Apparently we know about this case much longer than Elon Musk, right? But he, he heard about that last week. So he went out and tweeted something like this, sus, S-U-S space man, sus man. You got the English, if you got the English part, okay, that means suspect, mm. it means suspect. Mm. So this Sussman, or Elon Musk call him basically the suspect because his name seems to suggest so, S-U-S-M-A-N, okay, drop the, the extra S and drop, drop the extra N. All right, it's just, uh, you know, it's just interesting stuff. And uh, so, so yeah, it's, so now just think about that. I, I did not report to you what happened yesterday morning because I assume you already heard it, right? He said, I will not vote for Democrat anymore. I will vote for Republican party because the Democrat party is now is the party of division and hate. Okay, that's really just explode. Okay, the media really just report heavy about him um, this couple of days. So. My question to you is this, Elon Musk was very careful and intentionally stay out of the politics. Mm -hmm. Now he completely changed his position. He's going to the front line, he's setting up the law, uh, uh, the litigation department, and he's, he's saying that he's going to see, see blood. He's going to do that. All right, it's just very, very strong. And what do you think of the reason? And um, yeah, it's, it's quite amazing, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 way, the, the way it goes. And um, so, so my answer is this, okay, in China, actually in China, when communist was working to take over China, there's a, this a word called the mm -hmm. Okay, you say, I want to stay out of politics, but the politics will find you. The politics will find you because they, they meant to, they take over the entire nation. They're going to touch a lot of people. And for now, they, they, they touched Elon Musk because he went to buy Twitter. Okay, they probably did not move the equivalent amount of fund to counter Elon Musk, but they wrote those report, and the report is the, only the first one. Okay, Elon Musk said that the attack against me will be at another, a new level down the road. So yeah, in the Business Insider's report, at the end of it, it basically it said. Uh, you know, for other ladies, uh, the women who are mistreated by Elon Musk, they should come forth. Mm. So you're going to see that more things will come along. Yeah. It sounds familiar, right? Yeah, I think it sounds a lot familiar. of people, you know, would remember some, like it's for like uh, since 2016, right? What happened to the then presidential candidate? Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Elon Musk now he's all about, besides running six companies, okay? So he's, he's all in politics right now. Go to the front line, he does not yield, he does not back off, he's very strong. And then, um, you know, it's really, so in certain sense, in my Chinese show, I told that uh, what happening in America is this, every normal person, every normal person will automatically become a somebody on the right, even they do not do anything, they do not move because just like uh, the graph Elon Musk posted before, the left people is going to the far, far, far left. 
Mm-hmm. So everybody, every normal American become a right-wing person. So I guess, so is Elon Musk. Yeah, what do you, th- what do you think? Just leave your, leave your opinion there on the right and uh, love to see how, you know, hear your, you know, your, your voice. Now Elon Musk is tweeting virtually, you know, 20 to 30 times every single day. And every tweet is it's just like a, a bomb, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so I've been following him. I'm doing programming Chinese and uh, a lot of people you know, follow me. And uh, because of the drama that Elon Musk has been created, has been creating. So, so largely think about that, right? It sounds like just a reality show. So yeah. President Trump, reality show. All right. Okay. So that's that. Let's move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, okay. All right. If you have any opinion, just um, left there and I would like to read that. Yeah, we, I think we have some comments. And, uh, uh, Luis, you wrote that we know 50% of uh, Biden's supporters on Twitter are fake. And uh, what does that say about all the votes he got? Okay, that's a good question. And, uh, and uh, yeah, James California said Musk exposed all the robotic fake posts on Twitter. YouTube is the same. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, actually, it's, it's a, I want to tell you a side story. Okay, it's, it's, it's a little little drama. Okay, but it's, it's, it's very dramatic. A, a Twitter Twitter user, okay, her name is uh, Terrible808, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she sent a tweet. She said that Elon, <clears throat> um, so before, um, how to say, uh, before you stand against the establishment, why didn't you raise their accusation against you? Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk replied, exactly. And the, you know, the Terrible was very, very happy. She said, oh, I, 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 I never been, you know, how to say, he said, I, I never been so ra- ratioed in my life. Mm-hmm. I was very happy. Elon Musk replied to me. And then after a little while, the first tweet about, uh, you know, be, why before you stand against the establishment, why did not they, you know, raise acquisition? That was hidden by the Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you only see the exactly and then the following. So nobody understands what's going on there. So there's other followers of Elon Musk was t- t- taking note. They wrote to Elon Musk saying that, do you notice that? Okay, Terrible's first sentence, the important one was that that thread was, the, was, was hidden. Mm. Okay, after eight hours, it came back. So there, there's, a, you know, there's a certain how the Twitter user was writing that is probably the, you know, the Parag, the CEO of the Twitter, right? In the very early morning, because when it came back, it was early morning in the U.S. Western time. Mm-hmm. So he said the CEO become, become so anxious and in the very early morning and call up someone to to unblock that, uh, that that thing because Elon Musk would be his future boss. Mm-hmm. So so little things like this, okay? Without following into it and looking into it, you don't know what is happening, but it's happening. A lot of things are happening. And then I, I don't know whether you heard about the, the, the Project Veritas, uh, you know, reporting about uh, the two Twitter employees. Very, very shocking, right? So if you have you heard about that? You know, just uh, can you post it there? Because I, I didn't plan to do that because it's three days old. Uh, the news is three, three, three days old. Um, yeah, unless uh, you're interested. So we'll just move on. Okay, how about that, Kathy? Okay. Let's, let's move on. All right. So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, it's actually it's um, what's going to bring to you the story. It's a little bit kind of related in some way. Okay, in California, we all know it's deep, deep blue, right? And... Um, the most of the statewide office 
has not has been held by the Democrat Party for many many years. Especially one post, mm -hmm. the state controller, has been held by uh, Democrats for over a uh, half century. Yeah. Okay. F f since uh, 1971, but this year time around. It is an opportunity. There's, it's possible that uh, a Republican candidate could take over. So why is that going to bring you this story? So, um, you know, if you, uh, you know, here, you know, are familiar with the politics of the uh, state of California, we all know that uh, recently the governor announced that uh, their, the budget actually in California has a surplus of nearly $100 billion dollars. It's huge money, right? Uh, however, uh, the California State Controller, on the other hand, is in hot water. I bring you two stories before we move into uh, this year's State Controller's race. So, what's so? Uh, I don't know how many of our audience know about the role of a State Controller. Actually, way the other day was like saying, "Oh, what is it?" <laughs> like how important is it, right? A state controller, what does that do? So a state controller in, you know, at least in California, I think it's the same for other states, it oversees how the tax dollars are spent, you know, really, uh, and also they would uh, really uh, look at how the tax monies are spent by the legislators. Do they really spend as they say and how it's allocated, who in the state of California get those money, right? So first question is, a uh, first story is about, uh, have, do you know that California is actually the only state that do not uh, have the transparency of how the monies are spent? Really? Line by line items. Every the other- largest, uh, how does the state economy in this country? Yeah, the fifth uh, economy. There's like, no tracing of it? No line by line. Wow. So this is what I details. heard. I don't know whether it's true. I believe it's true. Somebody in Washington told me that the federal budget, every cent, every cent, you can trace it. I hope that's true, but apparently that's not the case with the state of California. Yeah, in the state of California, every year the annual budget is nearly $300 billion. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So how did it um, how was it exposed, how it's reviewed, right? So it has to go, go back to 2018. There's a California resident called uh, Stephen Childs. He wrote an email, you know, he requested uh, for public information mm -hmm. from the state controller saying, I wanted to get all the uh, copies of the checks of the state money that uh, sent to one of the nonprofits. It's an environmental uh, non-profit, okay. yeah, okay, and the, which is based in San Francisco. So then the controller's office replied his email without the data. Okay. Instead, what they sent to him was saying, you have to pay for $1,250 in okay. order for us to generate the data for you. Wow. Think about that. I don't know in any other states when you send you know, like a freedom of information request. Right. Do you ever get an invoice for you don't. that? that? But that's on, that's on the federal level, right? This is, this is the state level. Peculiar things about the state. California. California. Mm -hmm. So Stephen Child was uh, like, he was like, like saying, why, you know, please okay. explain, 
explained to me. So the chief counsel of the controller's office replying, saying that, uh, well, we need uh, to uh, have a programmer to write a computer programs to generate the data you need. And that um, equivalent to $250 per year, so that's eight years, you have to pay for $1,250. And the child was replied saying that I still don't understand. Can you, you know, explain to me? And later he said, can you have the programmer to explain to me why you need to write a, a, a program to generate the data? Okay. So the chief counsel replied saying, our staff is not required under any law to answer questions from the public. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Okay, I thought so, the Sunshine Act is literally with the Fed and also literally with every every single state. So later, the chief counsel admitted uh, that uh, their office held electronic records and uh, warrant records akin to maintaining a checking account online. That's what he admitted. However, later in December last year, the controller. Her name is Betty E, by the way, okay. And in Sacramento Superior Court denied having a checkbook and claims that claimed that the Warren Register does not contain vendor information. They maintain an online checkbook, but there's no vendor information, according to the office. So that's why, you know, people are saying, wow, California is the only state in the nation not to produce state spending under open record laws. That's outrageous. And uh, so one of the nonprofit, uh, gover it's a government watchdog organization called the Open the Book. Okay. It, it, it claims that, uh, you know, the state government of California has 269,000 employees mm -hmm. and have a payroll of $21 billion. Okay. Okay. Including in the state controller's office, 1,400 employees mm. and a $101 million payroll. Mm -hmm. He said that alone demands, uh, you know, a transparency. Apparently. Right. So, and the open book saying that uh, in 2020, the organization filed uh, more than 40,000 Freedom of Information Act requests mm -hmm. around the country, mm -hmm. which is the most in American history. And they claim that they captured the vendor expenditure checkbooks in all the 49 states, okay? And, uh, but they just don't have it from California. Really? So they hired a lawyer last year and, and tried to force California state to open the state payment records. Mm -hmm. So how the how will that go? You know, we have to wait and see. Second, second story I want to bring with you, you know, hear me out. The current controller, Betty E, was charged for involving into getting a six hundred million dollars of a non bid contractor contract to a two-day-year-old, two-day-old company. Mm. Okay, remember this number, $600 million a contract to a company only two-year-old, a two-day-old. Newly created for it. Right, so, you know, what's the story behind it? In 2020, in term, you know, in a name of combating the COVID, California state is awarding uh, like uh, the contract to this uh, startup medical supply company named Blue Flame, okay. Blue Flame LLC. 
And this company was co-founded by a political consultant called John Thomas and a Republican fundraiser, Mike Gula, who both of them have no experience in healthcare industry, according to the court documents. Mm-hmm. So it was later exposed how this company was formed and how the controller Betty E was involved um, properly. So Betty E and John Thomas, the co-founder, they were intru- introduced to each other by a political consultant, uh, by a fundraiser who's mm-hmm. a Democratic Party mm-hmm. and E's political fundraiser. Okay, the two fundraiser, you know, actually the Democratic fundraiser called E's political fundraiser saying, we want to introduce John Thomas to get to know with Betty E. Mm-hmm. So after they met on March 20th, 2020, three days later, Thomas filed the paperwork forming this company, Blue Flame LLC. Then during after, just a couple of days after forming this business, Thomas has been contacting E like very frequently, asking him to reach out to the Governor Newsom's office regarding purchasing $100 million and 95 masks. Mm. So according to the court document, Betty E within days Put, was put together in contact with California Department of General Service, which operates, you know, as a business manager for the state. Sure. So the lawsuit reveals that uh, Betty E had communicated with uh, the owner of uh, Blue Flame, John Thomas, uh, about, you know, the best way for the state for an upfront payment of $457 million dollars and how to get the payment wired to the company's um, bank as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. Okay. It was exposed that the exchange of the messages between the two, how many of them during the few days? About 150 messages. Wow. Okay. Wow. And in one of the messages, he even advised Thomas to refrain from disclosing that the company Blue Flame would earn $134 million of profit on the contract because the information could, quote, these um, words, become a matter of public record and make headlines. So shortly after that, on March 25th, 2020. 2020, you mean? 2020, uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the state of California cut an advanced payment for the mask and the payment was wired to Blue Flames Bank. Then the bank was based in Virginia and the amount was just too huge, $347 million. Mm-hmm. And the bank was, it was flagged by the bank saying okay. it could be a fraud, uh-huh. right? So they refused <clears throat> to receive the wire. So that's how this contract went up in flame. Mm. So, you know, and then all the, you know, it's the history. So the conceal of the E's role in the contract during investigation by both federal and state authorities has been cited uh, by many lawmakers as troubling. So right now, even the, some of the Democratic uh, legislators in California are requesting more investigation. So Betty E has been in office since 2015. So this year she turned out she cannot run for re-election, but she already set up a fundraising office to raise funds to run for state treasurer in 2026. 
Okay, so that's the background story. And now we'll talk about uh, this year's uh, state controllers uh, race in California and uh, why it's so important and uh, why it could change hand uh, from the Democrats to Republican after 50 years. So run, right now there are six candidates for this uh, race and uh, only one of them is a Republican, four Democrats and the one Green Party. But this Republican candidate has surprisingly received endorsement by many media. In one of them is the Los Angeles Times. So, you know, if our audience, if you are familiar with California, Los Angeles Times is uh, pretty much uh, very progressive. And uh, for many years, they have the, the media has never endorsed any Republican candidates. But back in April, uh, LA Times endorsed Lang Hee Chang for the state controller, who is the only Republican um, candidate. So I interviewed a former California Senate Republican leader, Bob Huff. Um, you know, the current controller cannot explain the $300 billion of spending. Let's hear from Bob Huff. It's unbelievable that a controller whose responsibility is to monitor the outgo, meaning the, the money, the checks being written by the state, can't account for where this money is actually going. That's why we need an independent voice, an independent watchdog to make sure that our dollars are being spent wisely. But frankly, it hasn't really been that necessary as, as necessary. When I was in the legislature, we had the Great Recession, which was the biggest uh, downturn in economic activity since the Depression. And we had to make all kinds of cuts. There wasn't spare money. Now, even this year, they have $100 billion or $97 billion surplus. They don't really know how to spend it. But the fact is, whether you're running surplus or you're running deficit, wherever we're writing our checks, they should be going to where they're supposed to go. They should be held accountable to make sure they're spent appropriately. And we should have total transparency to know that that money is actually being spent where the people, where the legislature wanted it spent and where the people know it needs to be spent. So how does Lang Hee Chen react to this issue? Right now, we don't know. We spend $300 billion a year. Nobody actually really knows where the money goes. And so I believe it is important for us to have accountability for every single dollar the state spends. And as controller, that would be my first priority, would be to give Californians an exact view into how this $300 billion our state spends every year, how that money is actually being spent. So, you know, people may wonder who Lang Hee Ching is. He is, uh, right now, he currently is um, the fellow at uh, the Stanford Hoover Institution. And uh, he, you know, in the uh, one of the recent events I covered, he said he's very proud uh, being a colleague of uh, Professor Victor Hansen. So Lang Hee Ching was born in North Carolina and uh, raised in California. Then he was actually uh, was a, po a political appointee for both Republican and Democratic uh, administration in past years. And then later he came to came back to California. So he has been living in California for 10 years. And uh, he is a uh, he, his parents are actually immigrants from uh, Taiwan. Mm -hmm. He graduated from, uh, uh, he was uh, raised in 
um, Roland Heights in Southern California, attended Harvard University, and uh, then uh, he holds holds a dual doctoral doctorate in law and political science. Okay. Yeah, and he is a pretty well-known political commentators prior to this race. Mm -hmm. So, Long He Cheng he shared his observation of California state government during this uh, ten years and uh, said why he decided to run for this position. I think one of the things I've observed about California is it doesn't feel like we are spending our money wisely. We send so much tax money to Sacramento. Uh, we send literally hundreds of billions of dollars a year uh, to our state government. And unfortunately, it doesn't feel like the money is being spent to address our big challenges. We have a homelessness crisis. We have a public safety crisis. Uh, we have roads and bridges that are not in great shape. And it just feels like our state is not solving these problems anymore. So I'm focused on this campaign for controller because the controller is the chief financial officer of the state of California, the person who can be responsible for making sure that the money is spent wisely, that we have accountability for how this money is spent. And that is primarily why I'm running, because I believe it's important for us to have this kind of accountability for our tax dollars to make sure the money is being spent wisely. So what would be a good controller will do, mm -hmm. right, and the importance of this role? For a good controller, the best image of that is a fiscal watchdog, somebody that's fiercely fighting to make sure the money is spent accurately and is accountable. It's a very important position because it's the one person in state government who can actually go through and tell us exactly what's happening in our state, who can provide audits, for example, of all the different programs, education spending, all the different kinds of spending we have in our state. It's very, very important for this job to be done by somebody who has the right experience, yeah. as well as wants to make sure, who wants to make sure that taxpayers are the ones who are protected and defended in this state. Now, we all know California uh, state government has super majority with the Democrats hold most um, uh, positions. So how did it contribute to the current situation in the state? And given the fact that the position of the controller in California, as I introduced before, it's being held by Democrats for over 50 years, how a Republican candidate could possibly win the race? The supermajority in itself, you know, good for the Democrats for having it. The problem is it becomes like a big fraternity or sorority where there's no dissent. Everybody thinks the same way. And if you get a controller from the same group in there, they're not going to hold their buddies accountable if they do something wrong. So that's why you really need an outside voice. I believe the best governance is forged from bipartisan uh, compromise and working out the, the details. If somebody doesn't like this and somebody doesn't like this and you find a consensus, you find a middle ground and you will generally always get better policy and better outcomes when you have this dynamic give and take in the marketplace of ideas. We don't see that now and that's why Lan He Chen would be an excellent breath of fresh air coming through Sacramento, holding the government accountable for spending the money the way they say they will, and then being transparent to the public so anybody can understand it. Whether it's $30 or $300 billion, we deserve that. Uh, I, I think it's actually a great time for people who are running as outsiders, who want change, uh, who want to make sure that we do everything we can to uh, bring change to California. I believe now is a great time to do that, and I believe it's a great opportunity for us 
to do that. I, I look at, I mentioned this office is a watchdog office. So you want somebody who actually politically is different from everybody else in state government. And so I think the time is right. And I think this particular role is right for that as well. So you may wonder, you know, how does uh, Lang Heqing react to the endorsement by the LA Times, right? Yeah, yeah obviously he said he was surprised. But uh, on the other hand, you know, he believes that uh, like the editorial board realized how important it is for an independent um, voice to really look into the uh, uh, state spending yeah. of taxpayers' money. You know, I think even the some of the Democrats are realizing, you know, it just cannot be too one-sided. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it brings out uh, interesting. I will just insert a, another small piece of news: is that the trend of uh, more Democrats are switching to the um, Republicans. Do you know that? No, I don't know. Yeah. So what about it? Yeah, so that's record, according to the Nevada Independent um, reporting, in May, it, the trend has um, been like for more, comparatively more Democrats are switching to Republicans. Mm. And in May, and as many as, uh, like four times as many Democrats switching to GOP as vice versa. Okay. Okay. And the, if combined the past three months, mm -hmm. the, num the number is like uh, three times mm -hmm. as many Democrats okay. switching to GOP. And there are also uh, independents which switching to Democrats and the independents or non-preference of party switching to GOP and the number are also more mm. than switching to the Democrats. Okay. So yeah, it's, you know, it, it has a kind of a sign, which also is kind of signaled by the Los Angeles Times um, endorsement of Lang Hee Chen is, uh, you know, the pendulum probably swinging yeah. back. The swing phenomenon, we'll see how that, how that goes. And um, all right. So I don't, yeah, James is from California, right? So James said uh, California is just, it's like a Capitol Hill, the click of uh, corruption. Yeah, I think the problem, you know, people see more and more of that. And I remember seeing James said uh, the Los Angeles Times actually was considered uh, more Republican years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, also see, you know, the discussion on the, can men have babies, mm. right? <laughs> it was, you know, it's just, I don't know how you, when you see the person, the lady was uh, on the hearing, mm -hmm. she just, because she was asked, do you believe men can be pregnant? And she was like, so firmly say, yes. I like, what's, where's her base? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So, okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, and the whole is ask. Wait, the joke. joke. Wow, the joke. The California joke. Actually, originally, I, I normally tell the joke that's of uh, that created out of how to say. Um, Former Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, from <laughs> China, Soviet Union. So let me just tell you some simple ones. This is from this country. Okay. So basically, you know, we're talking about California, right? So where to find the missing angel? Where to find the missing angel in California? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Lost Angel Los Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. And why is everyone in Northern California so skinny? Oh. 
That's a hard one. Yeah, it is. Because this is this is no cal, right? No cal. No calorie. Oh, no calorie. Ah. Okay, that's uh, I think all the Californians like it. I talk about how fashionable, you know, California is. So how many Californians does it take to screw a screw in a light bulb? This is a classic one, right? Eleven. Okay. So one to change it and ten to follow the trend. Ha ha ha. Okay. Anyway, I hope that it's a little thing. Okay, I hope it's well. You know, have a I have a pass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we hope. Uh, yeah, the California does. You know, have some change. I think uh, whether you are in, you know, whether you are in the more left or right or middle of the spectrum, just California. Yeah. A lot of things happening. People just cannot. Don't think it makes sense. Yeah, you know, HP moved away, that uh, and uh, Tesla moved away. Over two hundred forty, you know, over two hundred forty big company headquarters move away from California. Okay. And now Netflix is has uh, slashed, uh, like cut, uh, like over two hundred uh, programs shows, right. and including you know, those progressive shows. Yeah. Maybe they are getting making you know some sense of it, right? Yeah. So, what do so, you think? Yeah, actually, with, with the most recent, what what has been happening, right? To Disney, and uh, to Netflix, and uh, CN Plus, CN Plus, closing down in just uh, one month, right? And then the and Netflix saying, losing subscribers and yeah, and, and Ministry of the Truth, remember that that was basically paused after three weeks, so it literally had only. Well, they had, they changed their mission, right? Yeah, they, they they're gonna follow <laughs> like a human traffic related to what immigrant something like that. So anyway, so basically that that uh, truth of uh, that the ministry of truth have had only three week life and it's now terminated. Now Elon Musk going after Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. Even he he's not. Uh, let's say even if he couldn't or wouldn't buy it in the end. He has already completely exposed, you know, what's really, you know, with Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. the, the boss and the, the ratio of the boss is apparently is, um, not not just less than five percent. So anyway, so a lot of things are happening in this country. Yeah, you know, I think you, you know, yeah. One thing, you know, I normally, you know, do not comment like uh, as much as um, Wei does, but I think I just um, observed one thing there. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, there is they established this uh, Ministry of Truth. Mm -hmm. I think the the far left they always try to push. Mm -hmm. Okay, they push, then they will see the reactions, mm -hmm. and they they just see how much they can push. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't think they will just stop. Because that's what's happening in California when they try to reverse the ban of the affirmative action, mm -hmm. right? And also all kinds of uh, the bills, vaccine-related bills, they are pushing right now. They withdraw a lot mm -hmm. because of uh, the come upcoming election. Mm -hmm. But I was told by many people, you know, you don't just think they 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 thought oh there's bad reactions. They will just withdraw totally. Mm -hmm. They will try again. They just yeah. just see how far. They can push. Mm -hmm. So on the other hand, for people who do not agree with those agenda, so don't think uh, your voicing out your resentment uh, doesn't count. Mm -hmm. It does count, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I th I think that's uh, yeah that's very very true, and uh, yeah we just have to, I I I I've been reporting you know Elon Musk for the last uh, you know ten to twenty days, mm -hmm. kind of quite quite amazing. Okay, so Elon Musk says, says something like this. 
Uh, actually, that there was. Um, uh, let me just uh, read it to you. I did this in my Chinese show, but it's very important. Okay. okay. So but somebody asked this question. It's a very honest question that uh, he asked uh, Elon Musk. He said, uh, you know, just curious. Okay. You have your mission of uh, <clears throat> how to say send humankind to the Mars and also warn humankind of the threat of the AI. Mm -hmm. So why? What's the motivation of you becoming so political? You know, good question. And you are becoming a target of them. Do you think it's it's worthwhile? It's, yeah, for it's, your it's business. Worthwhile. Yeah, for your goal, for your mission of uh, you know bring humankind to, um, you know to to the Mars and bring the civilization there. Do you know what is the answer? Yeah, what's his answer? He said, uh, if we don't deal with this woke mind of virus, we will not even have a civilization. That's what he said yesterday. Yeah. On his Twitter. So basically, yeah, political. You don't. You don't. You don't do political. Political find you. Okay, politics. You don't do politics. Politics find you. So that I think that's that's where every one of us is, is in. Okay, a any normal American, you know, have to face it unless he really just completely, just how, how to say, um, put his head in, in into the sand. Um, you know, facing the change, facing what we are today, that we all have our duty. Yeah, see, for Elon Musk, he views he's facing a fundamental. We are facing a fundamental problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the the existence, the very existence of the civilization is in danger. Right. And the book. Thank you for your donation. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, and all for for all the people that donated to us. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, it does take take funds to do what we do, and uh, we really want to you know continue on doing that and uh, bring you the. Most accurate and um, and um, updated and the best news. Yeah, and hopefully it's thought provoking and uh, you find it uh, helpful. And also, we would really appreciate you hit the likes and also spread our um, videos. I actually was surprised to find you know like yesterday I talked to a, a friend, uh, not a friend, just you know met her um, in an event and uh, she. Uh, wanted to talk to me about more, and then she said, "Oh, I'm your viewers, and I've been just sharing your videos with others." So I'm sure you know a lot of uh, you guys in our audience are doing that. So really, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, James in California said uh, he likes the set of this. Oh, one. okay. All right. <laughs> I pass the word to the to, to our friend, and uh, and. Uh, and the next yeah. time he will uh, lend to us again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Great. All right. And uh, James, you also said stay sane and uh, safe and sane. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. Same too. Yeah. Pass this to everyone. Okay. Take care. Folks. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Have a good weekend. See you next Monday. See ya. Good night. Bye. -bye.